How's everybody doing this morning? There we go. All right, there's some people here this morning. I'm so excited to talk with you about what this looks like to follow Jesus closer. This is one of these things that's on my heart right now in this moment and also throughout my walk that has influenced every single thing that I think about God. Sometimes that's negative, sometimes that's positive. Sometimes I have a, I have a viewpoint from God that, that about God that he is a certain way because of what we're about to talk about. My prayer this morning is that we just have open hearts and open minds to understand the truth, not from me, not from Eric, from scripture, from God, straight from him. That's my prayer. That's my excitement is that we get to lean into this thing and learn more about who God is. Are y'all ready for that? Come on, let's do it. So here's the cool thing about what we went through last week. Trent ended on Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. And we're going to start on 15 and we're going to end through 20. This is the end of odd is good. Everybody say, aw. Yeah, I know. I'm sad too. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to read Ephesians 5, 15 through 20. I'm going to pray for us. And I want you to join me in that prayer. And I want you to, to, to remember that focusing our heart on what God wants us to hear today is so much more important than anything that I can say. I want him to move me out of the way. I want to be wise and do that. So. Ephesians 5, 15 through 20. Let's dig in. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Make be the best use of your time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but with understanding, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Trent gave me the easiest thing to preach on in this entire series. Just kidding. That's not true. <laughs> We're gonna have fun that leads to being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always and for everything to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. God, we love you and we thank you. We thank you for, cha for challenging us to be closer followers of you. We thank you for showing us what living like wise humans looks like. We thank you for reminding us that your son set that standard. This morning, open our hearts to what your truth is open our hearts, open our minds, open our eyes to see you and you alone. Remove our opinions, remove our thought processes. Anything that makes us feel like we are more than you, remove those things, including, including especially me. Remind us that you are king, you are Lord, and we praise and we worship you with everything we are. God, we love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, we're gonna jump right in. This is gonna be fun. Let's do this. We're gonna jump in and figure out what it looks like to live like wise people. Trent hit this at the very end of his message last week and he ended with this question, is it wise? Everybody say that with me. Is it wise? Okay, great. You're with me. I'm, I like hearing you guys. This is fun. This is, this, this is good. I'm, I, it gets me some energy. I'm ready to do this thing. So here we go. Paul is talking about living and walking in wisdom. At the first part of Ephesians, this, we've gone through the entire book of Ephesians this year. That's a huge deal. And Paul hits three different walks. 
walk in love, walk in light, and walk in wisdom. And now we're in the last part, walk in wisdom. So, but in order to understand where we're going and how to live, how, how, how to tackle the hard stuff in this passage, we've got to understand what it means to live like wise people. So we're going to do a real quick overview. If I go too fast, I apologize. Let me know. I can send you whatever you need from wherever we're about to go. But I'm going to hit this real quick. So first, Ephesians 5, 15. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Look carefully how then you walk, not as unwise. Some translations say behave. Look carefully then how you behave, not as unwise, but as wise. We need to focus in on that this morning because that's where we're going. That's the main point, figuring out how we use our time, how we walk, how we behave. And one of the first characteristics that I remember, and I've, I've really focused on this week and in preparing for this message and knowing that God wants us to be wise is making the most of our time. In Ephesians 5, 16, it says, make the best use of the time because the days are evil. Of course, we know that stuff isn't perfect in our life. We know that stuff isn't perfect in this world. We're sinners. And that's honest. That's real. I'm a sinner. I mess up. So I want to make the best use of my time. I want to be wise. Next. The second thing that makes wise people is to learn how to discern the will of God. To understand what the will of God is. In verse 17, it says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Understand that word discernment. Does anybody know what that word is? Most people. Okay. If you don't know what that word is, literally it just means understand. And that is it. Some people think that discernment is the spiritual awakening. <laughs> and I, I can, I can figure everything out because I have God's power. No, the reality there is it's testing what the will of God is. And we can do that through scripture. There are two different kinds of will going on here in this part of the scripture. Number one, we got general will of God and the general will of God is just the Bible. It's just the book. And we have access to it at all given moments. And that's awesome. The fact that we can learn who we are and our identity in Christ and where we want to go and how we want, how we need to walk, the decisions we need to make, all of that there is in the Bible. It's there. God gave it to us to be able to access, to be able to use, to be able to lean into whenever we're having hard times discerning what the will of God is. Because whenever we think of the will of God, we think of this, his specific will for us. Let me use an example, kind of how this is different. These are our decisions for our everyday life. God's, one of his wills for us is to serve him. And we can do that through the local church, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, there you go, you're with me. Perfect, love it. So that's one of the ways we can do that. We can serve him through the local church. I think that the specific will of God for you is to serve on the production team. <laughs> All of you, doesn't matter if you know how to use technology or not. I think that, sure, that's my opinion <laughs> because we need production volunteers. Come talk to me after this if you want to join that team. Shameless plug, don't care. And, but part of this is, is that I want you to understand that it doesn't really matter where we go or where we serve or how we serve God. His general will tells us to serve him. Our decision to serve him in a certain place, that's the important part. That's the important thing to remember is that if we know the general will of God, if we know what he's calling us to, which is serving him, serving his people, loving him with all of our heart, mind, soul, body, strength, loving our neighbor as ourselves, we get all these things, right? 
Everything else pales in comparison to knowing who we are in Christ compared to the direction he has us going in. That's what makes up a wise person. And I fail all the time, honestly. There are times where I'm wanting to go on one path and I stray down another one. There are times that I wanna move into a really, really great place with the Lord and then I get distracted and I move into another one. Make the most of our time. Discern what the will of God is. That's what makes a wise person. We all get that? With me? Love it. Perfect. So next, now that we get that, that means we get to get to the fun stuff, which is Ephesians 5.18, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. And the Spirit is not another word for wine. So (laughs) getting that out. That's not what that means. What we're talking about here is alcohol, right? Okay, I'm going to say that word. I'm at church. Hi. Hello, I'm a real person. We, alcohol exists in the real world um, outside of church walls. This happens. I know we all know that, all of us. But we tend to think of this thing as something that, this verse especially, to be able to use it as a weapon instead of using it as an analogy for our faith. So let's just clear the air. Number one, whenever Paul was writing this, he knew two things. He knew, number one, that it was cleaner than most of the water back in that day. There was a lot of pollution, a lot of stuff. Actually, inside of the Old Testament, it talks about where it was prohibited to, to, to dump stuff in the water in certain cities, all cities, all places. It says, don't do that because that makes the water impure and unclean. And people are like, this is weird. Why is God telling them to do this? It's because he cares about his people. It's because he wants them to be healthy. And so whenever people would make wine and have it, at meals and all these things. It's because sometimes it was out of a, a health necessity. But that leads to some problems whenever that's the only thing you can drink, right? Yeah. And the second thing would be that at every single celebration, at every family gathering, at every turn of events, there would be some sort of alcohol, some sort of wine, something that got people excited to, to, to loosen up, chill, and be able just to be themselves, right? Not much different than how it's used today. So I don't think that Paul's saying that wine is bad or drinking is bad. And I'm certainly not saying that you should just go out and drink wine until you're drunk, because that's exactly what he's saying here, right? And, but what I do think is that Paul is trying to say, don't get drunk on wine. But this paired with, instead of being filled with the Holy Spirit, that's the key, looking at this verse and saying, okay, so if I'm drunk on wine, if I get filled up with wine, if I drink drink this, I can't drink any water. I'm full, I'm done. So I can't have any of the water that I know my body needs because I'm full, right? Mm Mm-hmm, that makes sense. Can't really do that. That's where we are inside of this verse. I think that's what Paul's talking about. But let's replace wine with everything, everything, anything, any sin that you can think of, pride, greed, Lust, selfishness, go down the list. Replace the word drunk on wine with any thing. And that's what he's talking about because whenever we're full on anything, we can't be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the hard part about today (laughs) because it's so easy to get full on stuff. I know uh, who in here wakes up and the first thing You can raise your hand. Don't be ashamed because this is me. Wakes up. First thing that you do is open your phone. 
First thing, that's me. First thing, as soon as I wake up, I'm like, what time is it? What day is it? Who posted something on social media? What did I miss? I can't even see it. Then I'm like, oh yeah, oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that that happened. And I realized I've already swiped through it on social media. I forgot. And that's me. That's, we all get it. If you, can't, if you don't do it then, I know that we have all done it at a meal. We've all pulled out our phones and we're all distracted. And we all move through that, right? We all are full on something, whether it's wine, whether it's approval, exhaustion, we're full and addicted to something. And this morning, we get to figure out what this looks like. I love these two words, debauchery and filled. And I, maybe not in the English language, but whenever you dig into what, it, what Paul was writing about and talking about, I thought it was really interesting. This word for debauchery in Greek means asotia. Everybody say asotia. One more time, asotia. Perfect, nailed it. Spiritual wastefulness to excessive behavior and the dire consequences it brings. I'm gonna read that again. Here we go. Spiritual wastefulness due to excessive behavior and the dire consequences it brings. So if I have too much wine on the weekend, I would be Wasted. There you go. <laughs> I heard somebody say it. That's where this comes from. That's where this, 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 this lies at. This spiritual wastefulness, that's what we think of whenever we get too full with wine, whenever we get too full with, with something, whenever our judgment is clouded by anything, power, anything. That Wastefulness. I thought that was super interesting whenever I read the word debauchery. He's really talking about anything that makes you live a reckless lifestyle. Anything. And that, compared to this word, filled, playroo. Everybody say playroo. Perfect. To make full, to complete. So Paul wasn't just writing this out of this coincidental situation where he's like, I'm just going to use some words to figure this out. He knew back in that day, whenever he was writing with these words, that debauchery and filled were completely opposite. Being filled with the Holy Spirit means that we can't be filled with wine. Can't be filled with anything that keeps our attention away from God. Because whenever we don't whenever we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we don't lose control. I know a lot of people think that like, whenever you're, feeling, whenever you're following God, whenever you're following who he is, that it's like, okay, cool, I'll lose all these opportunities to, to, to be a real person, to experience what people who aren't Christians are like, to, to indulge in all the stuff that all my friends get to indulge in. But in reality, we gain the comfort of God's control instead. That's living life to the fullest. That's making the most of our time. That's understanding what it means to be discerning of what God wants us to do, right? 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 Pulling you in. Come on. We gain the comfort of God's control. I think that's super interesting. I think that's super important for our faith because the more that we lose control, the more we dive in to the things that we, we think we, we love more than God, the things that are available to us right now, right here in this place. Whenever we go to try to, to, to ingest stuff on a Sunday morning, that's the only day of the week that we're actually getting full of the Holy Spirit. 
You can't do, you can't eat food all week long, junk food, and then expect to see results in, in health and in weight loss and all these other things if you eat one day of the week healthy, right? Same deal. We can't expect that to happen if we're constantly, constantly, constantly ingesting all this stuff and we don't give the Holy Spirit the room to move. And I'm so guilty of this. You can ask my wife. I love to overeat. Um, that's my favorite thing. I love food. Food is my favorite. She's laughing at me right now. And she knows I am the person that is going to do my best to make sure I'm full after every meal. I don't leave my plate clean. I don't do any of those things. I just like food. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. Like mac and cheese is like, I'm excited about that day. <laughs> but then I'm also like, oh man, I don't get any. This isn't fair. So yeah, that's beside the point. But the point is I love to be full. But I forget that if I'm eating too much, I don't have the time to be able to be focused on what God wants, right? Because any time that we are filled with anything else, we've lost the ability to walk in God's wisdom. We've lost the ability to be wise. We've lost the ability to, to follow God in a way that makes sense. Because we can follow God, sometimes you can kind of like, if, if there's a fork in the road and we go on this direction and then we like take a shortcut over to our own path, we get lost. The next time we try to get back over to God's path and eventually make it back and then start it a little bit and just do this weave and zigzag, it doesn't really keep us on the same path that we really need to be focusing on God. Maybe we might get a little bit further down the road here and there, but we're not seeing all of his goodness along the way. So, Trent asked a question last week that really, really, really challenged my faith. And I've already said it once, and I want us to re-enter this conversation. In light of my past circumstances, say it with me, is... Perfect. In light of the things that I've done before, is it wise? In light of the things that I've struggled with in the past, the company I've held, the people I surrounded myself with, even though I didn't want to just because I, I wanted to be approved of, the things that I did for somebody that I didn't want to do or I knew weren't right, is it wise? Is it wise to enter back into those things again? So here's what Paul is not saying in this verse. He's not saying don't drink. He's also not what he's saying. Drink. Be wise. And if you're going to drink, have boundaries. Have some sort of thing that's going to say, okay, this is okay for me. This is good for me. All right, great. I'm here, done. This is where I stop. And that line could be anything from uh, I'm feeling too out of control. I can't get behind the, the wheel of a car. I'm in company of mixed sex there. Whatever it looks like for you. If that's any of those things, you need to stop from the very get-go, then that's where you need to stop before you even start drinking. If that's something, not something you struggle with and you set those boundaries and you know that those things ha go, can go to that point and it won't mess anything up, then go there. But ask yourself the question, is it wise? Is it wise? That's how we build the boundaries. That's how we focus on, are we making the most of our time? Because the, the real deal here is, 
we get so lost in what we want and what we are excited about and the things that really gear us up to have a good time here on earth that we forget about the eternal. We forget about serving our God that sent his son down and to rise again for us, for our sins, for the things we're gonna struggle with, for the things that we've already struggled with. We're gonna take this time to, to miss out on all the opportunities and all the seasons and all the things that we think are better than what God's path is. I know me personally, I know me as, as, a, as a human, I just really, really, really want somebody's approval. And that's just me being vulnerable here. And because I've spent so many, so many years, especially in ministry, trying to be somebody that I wasn't, trying to be somebody that I'm not, trying to be the worship leader or sound like this guy or sound like whoever, trying to sound like Josh because he has a great voice, right? <laughs> I spent so many years trying to be like so many other people and I didn't have the opportunity to access what God put inside of me. And I met, I, I had the opportunity to jump into so many new things, so many different styles of music, so many different uh, 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 opportunities with church and, and singing and all these things that I missed out on all of those things because I just wanted to be accepted, cool, whatever you want to use. That's what I wanted. I missed out on seasons, on opportunities, on relationships with people that I could have had if I didn't do that. And I know we all have that thing in our life, at least one, where we look back and we really want that thing to happen again. We want the opportunity to lean back into that relationship. We messed up that thing with that person and we want to move back to that point. You meant to spend more time with your kids before they went off to college and you didn't and now it's haunting you. You meant to spend more time with a loved one that had the illness that could not actually make it through. The unforeseen happened in a car accident. There's so many, the promotion that you wanted didn't happen, it was given to somebody else. So if, that's, if, if all of these things are kind of ringing true with you, if there's something in your life that is causing you to realize that you've wasted some time the question is, how do we get that time back? And if I'm honest with you, the answer is you don't. We can't. Time is a currency that we just spend. We can't actually save it. We can't actually bring back time. I wish we could. I wish at the beginning of my ministry career, I would have made choices to be able to further who I am as a believer in Christ, not who I thought I wanted to be as an artist. I wanted to take that time to really figure out how is God gonna use me? And I did. And I saw God use me more and more and more as I gave more of my, uh, myself to him. As I learned more about his scripture, his general will for my life, I learned what the specific will of, of mine is. So what is that for you? Where are you at today? If you're over, like for the legacy lunch, perfect example. If you're over the age of 60, what would you tell somebody who is under the age of 20? What kind of situations would you look at them and say, I want to invest in you. I want to pour into you in this moment. And I want you to know that don't hang out with those people. And some of you may have said that and it may have caused a fight, right? If that's the case, remember, 
that God redeems that stuff. And that's the hope here. That's the beautiful part about this entire situation is that God is hope. He gives us life. He gives us the another, a second chance. Maybe not with a specific situation, but whenever I was, whenever I was younger and I spent the first half of my life not believing in Jesus, God put somebody in my life to show me what it looked like to love him and move in, move in him and be a man of God. He salvaged the situation I didn't get whenever I was a kid. And then the second half of my life, I've been searching every opportunity to become a stronger man of Christ. And that is incredible because I didn't think I would ever get that moment back. After I look back on that moment, I'm like, I wish I would have started this way sooner. And then I remember that I don't, I don't really need to, to, to long for these things that are back here. I need to long for the things that God has in front of us, in front of me. I need to long for the things that God is really, really, really wanting me to see. And that is the good things that he is going to do if I love him and if I'm wise and follow his path. That, that's what I want to live for. That's what I want you to live for. It's the next step. Not this, not this holding pattern of looking back and thinking, I should have done this, I should have done this. Instead, jump into a student ministry serving opportunity, kids ministry, connect team, invest in someone. Love somebody else. Show them that, they, that you care about them because that's, that may be something that you struggle with. Or jump into a community opportunity to serve in somewhere that you can really lean into somebody's life and let them know, hey, that might not be the wise thing this might be. Lean into this. This is important. I know this, is, this has haunted me since I've started reading this verse. Because I realized that there were so many years in my life and so many decisions I've made that were about me instead of being wise and knowing that God wanted me to live for him. So, where do we go from here? If we can't get these moments back, <laughs> and we know we have, the, we have the, the hope that God's going to restore these moments and that he's going to use these things to be able to bring us back to him, where do we go? Well, we speak psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs at one another. It's okay. You can be as confused as I am. It's fine. <laughs> I promise. It is, it's mind-blowing to think about the fact that Paul looks at us after this and he says, speaking one, to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, sing and take and make music from your heart to the Lord. What? <laughs> I don't, I, and whenever I first read this, I, did, I just didn't understand it. I didn't get it. I was like, why, Paul, do you think that me looking at somebody and just saying lyrics to a song, why do you think that's gonna make any difference? It's like, it's like this. If I wanted, if I wanted my wife to catch, to catch how much I, I, I love her and I care about her. And if I wanted to be able to call her something that would make sense to somebody, it would make sense for me to sing this. <laughs> never going to give you up, never going to let you down, never going to run around and desert you. Because now she will know, if I sing that to her every time that I want her to know that that's what I feel about her, she will know that I do not want to give her up, I do not want to let her down, and I do not want to desert her. Like this, okay? 
Check this out. If I sing this line, Waymaker, Light, My God. There you go. Okay, catching it. Okay, let's try this again. Don't stop. Hold on to that. Perfect. All of you remember these things. Now I want you to look at me and I want you to tell me what the title of Trent's sermon was last week. Bingo! <laughs> That's the point. Paul's saying, speak, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit. There are a couple of different types of songs here going on, and I'm going to explain this, and it'll all make a ton of sense, everything I just told you. Psalms are to God. So we have a whole book of the Bible dedicated to psalms. David, Solomon, sons of Asaph, all of these people wrote these things to God about what's happening in their life. Hymns are about God. They're expressing what God and who God is, how much he loves us, his character, his grace, his mercy, his judgment. So many deep things inside of hymns. And then spiritual songs, songs of the spirit, that's the radio station that you tune into whenever you're driving down the road, 104.7, right? That's whenever you jump into these are songs of the Spirit. These are, this is the genre of music, and these are both in that genre. So if all of these things that I just said, if I'm going to connect them together and help, help us figure out, okay, what does Paul mean by speaking to one another? Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. To make music from your heart to the Lord. The way that we are filled with the Spirit the way that we are entering into that time with God is through reminding one another through songs, things that we memorize. Th songs are created to memorize things like we just practiced. It's to memorize who we are in Christ. It's to memorize who God created us to be and how he sent his son to be able to die and rise again for our sins so we are forgiven forever and now we have the Holy Spirit, the same power that conquered the grave inside of us. We memorize these things because of these songs that we sing. Every single thing that we do as a team up here is all intentional. We don't just like choose these random songs and say, well, let's just go for this. If you've listened to the message and then listened to the song afterwards, generally it has something to do with each other. If you listen to all three up front, they all have something to, do, something to do with each other. It's all intentional. And that's because the more that we memorize these words, the more we memorize scripture. We're also not choosing these, these words just because they're words on the screen. We're actually choosing them because they're scripturally based, they're sound and God, and they're, they're breathing God's life into us. And our opportunity to do that this morning together is crucial our opportunity to look at one another and tell somebody that you are a child of God is so special. Because the last verse, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father, everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we sing to give thanks, to connect one another in the spirit, to bring all of us in tune 
with God. If you play an instrument, you know what in tune means. That means that it starts to sound good, right? To bring us in tune with one another and to focus in on encouraging one another in our faith and jumping into this, this idea that we can push each other towards being filled with the Holy Spirit by speaking God's identity over us. And this morning, that's what I want to end with. We're going to do something a little different. It's going to be interesting. Y'all ready to roll with me? Uh-huh. It's going to be cool. So stand to your feet. We get the opportunity to sing songs from our heart to the Lord. But let's not let it just stop there. Let's be in tune today. Let's be in tune with speaking songs, hymns, spiritual song, songs to each other. So we're going to do something a little different. We're not going to end with the lights lower and, and doing a soft song that tells how much we love Jesus. We're going to end with the lights up. And we're going to end in this moment where we get to praise God with one another. Does everybody know the hymn, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus? If you don't, it's real easy, really, really simple to catch on to. But we're not singing, I have decided. We're singing, we're going to do this thing. We're going to practice this. We're going to do this thing where we, where we sing to one another. We're going to sing, we have decided to follow Jesus. We have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. The cross before us, the world behind us. We're changing all the first person pronouns to second. It's us together. We are a body of believers. And today, if that's something that you have not made the decision to do to love and follow Jesus, I want to encourage you to learn this. If this isn't a step you're ready to take, that's okay. But remember this moment. Because there's something about hearing the body of, of Christ love one another through song. Encourage one another through song and be in tune with one another through song, right? Isn't it awesome whenever everything stops and you can hear everybody next to you singing, even the person that's like way off key? <laughs> Isn't it still beautiful? It's beautiful. People are expressing their actual hearts towards how much they love God. And today I want us to do that together. So if that's something you haven't decided to do, please, please, please consider it. And come talk to me. Come talk to Pastor Tramp. We'll lead you through that or any other pastor here. If the next step for you is baptism, please, please, please get baptized. Profess your faith publicly. Let us as a body of believers come alongside you and love you through your walk. Sign up for that. Take that next step because that's what it means to, to, to speak life, God's wisdom, God's word, his will, scripture into one another. That gives us the opportunity as a family. So this morning we're gonna end with a song. This hymn, this is weird, right? All right. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Harrison. Appreciate it, man. I'm just kidding. I did that completely on purpose. Do you see how bad that sounds? <laughs> Whenever we're not in tune, it sounds terrible. Ooh, that was, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Jazz, some would say. So we tune that up right there. All of a sudden. So much better, right? 
That's what it sounds like whenever we're all in tune with what God wants us to do. Right here. Sounds awesome. And not because I'm a good guitar player, because I'm not. But really, this is what it sounds like to be the body of Christ. In tune. In harmony with one another. No matter what background, no matter what situation, what hardship. It's being in tune with God through and because of the Holy Spirit, because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. That's what we get to do right now. So I want you to lean into this moment with me. You see everybody next to you. You can hear everybody really well, the acoustic guitar. I want you to let go of all the shame that you have regarding your voice because it doesn't matter. Tell the person next to you to get over it because making a joyful noise and loving Jesus, that is what it's about. So yeah, go ahead and apologize to somebody next to you. Usually I say that and I say, welcome the person next to you. (laughs) Not today, apologize. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so let's praise God together. Let's sing this, that we have decided to follow Jesus. 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 No turning back. No turning back. Though none go with us, still we will follow. Though none go with us, still we will follow. Though none go with us, still we will follow. turning back the cross before the cross before us the world behind us the cross before us the world behind us the cross before us the world behind us no turning back no turning back let's sing this just our voices now we have decided we have decided to follow Jesus we have decided to follow Jesus no turning back no turning back